Stars and Garters, there you are. What's up, y'all? Hey, hi. Not my hi. No, not you. I'm talking oh. to the people who can't respond. They could What's be answering. What's up to our sidekicks and hench folk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning into the Cult Pop Podcast, episode 799. This is a show where we talk about and review graphic novels and movies and TV shows and a once-monthly roundup of current comics that are on the stands right now. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 20, 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA. It's a super rad shop. Get your asses in here and buy my shit. Joining me tonight are Brian Lieb and Noel Bartocci. What's up, you friggin' nerds? Hi. Uh, not too much. Hi. How's it going? Hi. What are you and drinking, also, JD? Back, oh, this is uh, Trogue's Pumpkin Beer from mm. next door. Uh, there's a brewery next door called Fat Lady Brewing. And um, they this this episode is brought to you by them because they gave me a free beer. <laughs> with oh, with um, Trogues, also, you're going to get very drunk. Oh, is this is this a strong boy? Trogues is, yeah. Trogues is no joke. Usually. Nice. Yeah. Um, also backed by Unpopular Demand, Rob Patey. The man no one asked for. There he is. So Fine. the demands were made, but people didn't like them. Is that the... We give out... Right, yeah. yeah. We, we still share a, a group chat, and we give out soft invites all the time, and yeah. when it's not a cacophony of, like, go fuck yourself, every once in a while, Rob's like, all right. Hmm. And that's Rob, it. Rob will join <laughs> when the investment for the topic du jour is somewhat minimal. Uh, <laughs> and maybe already, already. I've, yeah, I've already invested the time. Already yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, the the wonder of the internet and the reason we're here is for you guys down there in the chat. So pipe up, get get in the chat and chat with us. Uh, we will probably engage you, not sexually, yet. Eventually. That's just not a problem. Um, could happen. Christopher Goodnight is here but working. Dan H says, hello all. Robert Monroe Jr. says, hey guys, what you gonna do for episode 800, huh? I'm assuming I read that correctly. Sure. I'm not sure. Um, I can't Tune tell in. you because no one won't let me. It's Sorry, happening. Guys. That's not, that's that's not for next, episode 800. Um, that's not for episode, episode 800. Uh, episode 800 that, is just going to be episode 800, but we do have plans in the uh, future. The specialness yeah. yes. of 800 yeah. is what we're doing for the episode yeah. 800. Yes. He also what mentioned makes, what uh, makes eight hundred special is you. Yeah. So join us. You, or maybe yeah. you do maybe me. maybe you do it naked. Instead um, of just without pants, like now. We could right. we could just have Holy a yeah. we could just have a drinking episode. Maybe everyone send in questions Ooh, and we'll just roll. We have a drinking episode, oh, like that yeah, Christmas nice. one we did. Um, mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Robert Monroe Jr. also mentioned that the standout comic this week from uh, several weeks of comics was flood number one, which I have not heard about at all. Have you guys? What's up? Uh, well, I'll tell you about here? it. Thank you. I read it's it. It's from the mm. folks who did um, Bitter Root. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, cool. I read it. It was good. Uh, you I'm, liked it? I'm pulling it. Uh, it was like a solid 
solid B plus. Like the concept is rad. Um, I didn't love the art, but it was it was all right. Um, and it it felt like a zero issue. It's like enough yeah. to sink your teeth into, but not enough to be like, oh my god. Um, okay. So I'm I'm hoping it it just kind of keeps being good. Uh, I don't know. It didn't, yeah. it didn't, um, it didn't well, stick with some what's other it? comics. What is it? Um, I'm ch- so that's, again, that's the, probably one of the problems. It didn't stick, like I all the you. details didn't stick with me. It's essentially just a therapist or therapist-esque person okay. who, Therapizer. when she, she hears about May crimes I? and stuff from her. She hears, okay, go ahead. Can I just, Jen yeah. Hez is a psychiatrist in the Kafka-esque city of Sethum, Sethum, where corruption and brutality rule the streets. By day, she uses words to solve her patients' problems. By night, she takes a more direct and sometimes deadly approach. But when her practice puts her in the sights of an immortal serial killer, Jem finds herself embroiled in a power struggle that threatens everything she's ever known. And that... You miss, flawed you, number one. You missed the big one-liner. Frasier meets the Punisher. Yeah. Frasier meets the Punisher. Um, it struck me more as Daredevil uh, in the dichotomy of, like, can't help during the day. Oh, vigilante the by night. guy, and then he's the um, vigilante. The immortal yeah. part uh, is not really in the first issue, but that's fascinating. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it'll, like, if it, if it turns out well, it'll be a tight graphic novel. Sweet. Yeah. Um, also, just a heads up, you can email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com and you can join our book club Facebook group. If you go to facebook.com and look up J- JD's Hero Complex Book Club, you can join that special group uh, of special people. And tomorrow night is Movie Club. And so we're going to be talking about Hereditary by Ari Aster, one of my favorite horror movies of the past. 15 years mm-hmm. so uh if you have seen that movie i should i should i should let you know we're not getting together to watch the movie no. you watch the movie and then we get together and i lead a discussion about mm-hmm. the movie so join us tomorrow night if you're interested in that go to facebook.com look up jd's hero complex book club and join us um oh and how before we before we move on oh. Hal says what did everyone think of daredevil on she hulk i loved it awesome. it was great he was yes. great the costume, um, wibble wobble, but yeah. the rest of it was great. Yeah, yeah it was I, excellent. Yeah. I still have not gotten around to the Daredevil Netflix show, and I don't know that I ever will, but I ought to, I know. Mm-hmm. And um, this made me want to watch it even more. And, it's a very strong show. That's mm-hmm. what I've heard. And uh, I don't know why I didn't. Um, there weren't even as many superhero things on at the time. But... Oh. Uh, just seeing this made me want to watch that, but also from the perspective of somebody who didn't watch that at all, still great. Like, he yeah. still just embodies Daredevil. He's perfect, yeah. right? Uh, he's well, fantastic. I, he's phenomenal. It's real good. Yeah. This, I mean, let's talk about this. This was supposed okay. to be one of um, uh, Brian's What You've Been Up To This Week, but, I mean, do you guys mind? We're, 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 we're here. Let's just talk about it right here. now. Yeah. Let's roll. Um, yeah. I, the, the costume, I am super okay with the color scheme. I like mm-hmm. the yellow. I hated the pads. They look like motorcycle pads. Um, <laughs> whereas there was actual like intricate definition to them in the, in the Netflix series. So I think a lot of people are bitching about the yellow and I'm like, no, it's just the chest plate. That's really weird. Just, 
it's like all one piece and weird. But besides yeah. that, and no symbol, which is which is unusual too. And it like it's not well, as red as you would think. He didn't have he didn't have a symbol in the in the other show. Yeah. Like he's awesome in the role. Mm-hmm. It read like Mark Wade's run, or it <laughs> lit, heard like Mark Wade's run. Mm-hmm. And uh, spoilers uh, that they hooked up is the best thing that's happened to. Yeah, both those characters. Uh, it was like, awesome. It was great. It made, I was worried. It made absolute you know, sense. Also, to in Dan Slott's run, uh, she's very sex positive, and she's like, "Let's roll." Like she, she slept with Tony. She slept yeah, with. Yeah, those are the uh, horns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Uh, but, it's great. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was a great episode. I, you know, I concur. I was worried that they weren't going to get together, like right when it seemed that they were about to, and I was like, "Oh, come on, just." Let it happen. And they did. And I thought it was great. You know, um, I felt the same way about when I saw that they were doing yellow. I was like, that was that's very cool. And then when I saw it on screen, the costume was not as fluid as um, maybe I would have liked it to have been. Or uh, I think it might just be down to the red being muted. I don't know. Um, it's more of a the yellow is more of a mustard. It's not mm-hmm. a, like a that's, yellow. I think the helmet, the gold of the helmet, the yellow helmet looks rad as hell, but the color, the yellow that's on his mm. bodysuit is very drab yeah. and sort of a little pukey. Yeah. Also, the, the color palette of the TV show in general is is a little off kilter. Like they are actively sure. trying to capture sitcom style lighting for a lot of the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they shift into, so like them just having a conversation or him in the morning, it kind of works when they're doing action scenes the show's visual style shifts and it doesn't look as good mm. when it's not static mm. there's a couple of times when that happens yeah um like with uh, a couple of episodes I, I forget the instance i was thinking of it's just it's style stylistically it's a different show so yeah. the costume i don't think got the it didn't really get the motion it may have deserved i know you're i know what you're saying have you have you, any of you watched kevin can go fuck himself Yes. Yes. Uh, season one. I have yeah. not yet. And I, not I, yet. that switches between the sitcom lighting and the single camera drama yeah. lighting. Very so plot I, oriented switch. Though. Oh, it, it's, like purpose, it's, it's yeah, purposeful. Yeah. yeah but it's, yeah. I get that same vibe from She-Hulk. I know what you're talking about. No. I can see yeah. that. That's interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like um, every time uh, a lot of people in the early episodes were kind of the consensus online. They were bitching about how it's not really a Marvel show. It just there's no, nothing happens. And I'm like, I I don't. I think you're looking for the wrong thing because this is clearly a sitcom with a Hulk in it. So I, my only thing is I don't really laugh that much. So, I mean, I, you know, define for me what a Marvel show is Define for me, what a star Wars show is. Right. Cause we're going through that with Andor right now. Everybody's having that internet debate all over the place, which thank you for commenting on our, podcast oh yeah i put my two cents in that i I appreciate that thank you no um you know everybody's trying to define like what these shows are um the only thing i will say is i have not i enjoy she hulk but i have not laughed uproariously with she hulk no there's been some funny moments no more so than the any other lighter hearted mcu stuff which is most of it you know yeah um now i was a little disappointed at first with uh what's his name leapfrog the guy, I was like, oh, come on, they have Donnie Blaze, and, you know, why not use real obscure Marvel characters? But he is a Daredevil yeah, guy. Frog? No, I did not. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, cool. Because that was one thing that I was a little, I think I mentioned on last week's show that um, I expected more uh, Harvey Birdman-esque, like, Mm. obscure character in the courtroom from She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, which is the name of the show that, you know, so we're led to believe. But um, I was I was very happy that they used an actual well, the one, you know the one episode where they actually focused how <laughs> oh, there is the one episode where they actually focused on a court case they had her at a wedding that's the thing yeah yeah the one where you're like here's something about a Marvel character that yeah. would be interesting in a in a courtroom even though his shtick didn't quite make sense like he comes back to life immediately. And yet, he's more of a polygamist, really, than anything else. Or a bigamist, I suppose. Polygamists, everyone knows what's up. Well, until death death do us part. In in Mm. in that episode, he came back immediately, and he does come back immediately, except when he faked his deaths, he he didn't do it. He didn't. But then also, wouldn't stand up. Wouldn't they just get all ah! the money then? (laughs) Like, well, I don't know how he has his finances worked out. But, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, yeah, I kind of felt like I really liked episode one. Episode two was really good. Last week's episode and this week's episode were really good. Mm. The middle ones were a little repetitious and a bit of a drag and not what I was looking for. Had they put like one, two and whatever two we're up to now. I think I would think this, of it as I like mean, this one might of the be, top. This MCU might shows. be suffering slightly from Boba Fett syndrome, in that it's mm. in that it's the ancillary characters are what really makes it come to life. Because like with Boba mm. Fett, I didn't really get into it until they stopped focusing on Boba Fett and they focused on Mando. Well, that was the best part. Yeah, of the show, yeah. <laughs> but she's. I don't think this is as egregious awesome. though. She Hulk is awesome, and you know. I, I don't She's think this wonderful. is egregious. I love her. In regards to like the Boba Fett story being kind of boring mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. side characters kind of living it up. This is yeah. more along the like the joke is the fact that she keeps getting special guests. Yeah. I think yeah, that's sure. I think yeah, that's yeah. fucking delightful. And yeah. Todd Ingle in the chat actually said She Hulk is more like Ally McBeal. It's light and somewhat comedic, but not a sitcom. It's amusing, but not intended to necessarily be laugh out loud, say like Two and a Half Men. Mm. I'll disagree in the fact that I've never laughed out loud at Two and a Half Men. I think it's awful, but I, I agree with I, your premise yeah. wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Todd, that's a good point. I agree yeah. with that. Also, I used to love Ellie McBeal. Yeah, me too. That was a great show. Yeah. Right. I'll tell you, I did laugh at the uh, stinger from, with uh, Marklin Baker as her father, having heard like lift heavy stuff around the house and carry yeah, it in. Cute. That was great. Yeah. yeah. That's Cousin Larry. So, that's Cousin Uncle, Larry, right? Uncle Larry. Cousin Larry Epplethon, who Cousin for Larry. many years I thought his first name was Corson because that's how about people are talking I make, yeah, I, make re- I make references to Meepos all sure. the time, and not sure. a single fucking person in my waking life knows what I'm talking about. Don't be so, ridiculous. Yeah. So thanks, guys. You, absolutely. I love that show. I can sing the whole theme song right now, but I'll wait till no, the end of the show do is done. It. Sometimes the world will Drop them off the I'll, stream. I'll do it spoken word. <laughs> so, um... What's this business? Um, we got letters. Well, we have a letter. The letter is from Christopher yeah. St. Saucy. Good night. Who? Never heard of him. to you. The guy who watches the show naked. Yeah. No, it's Here naked, it I think. Naked, yeah. naked. No, he's naked. We're naked, which is an interesting distinction. He, uh, let's see if he has anything <laughs> to say about my, my headwear to this, this week. Um, what would you adapt? 
is the name of the what email. What would I attempt? And the body of the email says, you get approached by Warner Brothers or Marvel Studios and are told you get to adapt a one-shot, a six-issue miniseries, oh. a 12-issue series, and an on- Jesus Christ, dude. Ants. And an ongoing. too many rules. Or... Or you get to completely fabricate a comic movie based on a character you like. What are your choices? For me, he says, it's one shot Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, 212. Six issue miniseries, Day of Vengeance slash Villains United slash Nightwing Year One slash Madrox. Um, I mean, that's three choices. Four miniseries. That's a bunch. Uh, 12 issue series, Hush. Mm, ongoing Peter David uh, X Factor 2006 to 2009 as for fabricating a movie I think I could kill a Black Cat versus Silver Sable movie or a D-Man movie Chris Ain't Sausage Mm -hmm. sweet sweet well we don't have time for all that let's uh, pick one this is any adaptation how about that pick one of those things (laughs) yeah so who goes first you know what guest of honor Robert I would say do a true crisis on infinite earths. Oh, tight. Yeah. That would be cool. Real, what format? Real true. What format? Um, Ooh, spo- like spo- spoken word haiku. That's cool. Um, no, I mean, like, uh, do you want uh, multiple movies, TV? Well, like, what I format? Think, what I media? Do, I would do it as a series. I would do it as a 12, I would do it as a 12 parter. Yeah. Okay. Brian. Um, let's see. I'm going to buzz through real quick. Superman, Batman, Speeding Bullets, where Kal-El is raised as Bruce Wayne for my one shot, right? Because that just came to mind. Um, I don't have a six-issue miniseries. 12-issue maxi-series, I'm going to go Universe X for uh, Marvel, one of my favorite Marvel series. Lucifer, I've got to do, right? For the the, uh, ongoing. And... um, and then, a you know, Rob kind of mentioned with Crisis on Infinite Earths, but just fabricate a DC Universe-wide story. If I can do whatever, it's going to be a summer event. Every character Armageddon gets around. Two thousand and one. Oh yes! Oh, yeah. Armageddon two thousand and one. Yes, a fifty-two episode limited HBO I, Max series. I I. I <laughs> I lose a year off the back half of my life every time that pod, that 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 uh, uh, series comes. Uh, too bad that amazing crossover hand. series. Yeah, yeah. So yeah I, you know what? If, if the, uh, DC, if you're listening, you're not. Um, make it an omnibus. Maybe I'll read it. Yeah. Oh Let's my go. gosh! Make it an yes. Omnibus. Uh, I would, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, what about you, JD? Oh, I don't know. I was. I've been brainstorming this whole time, and I. Can't, oh, you know what? Hmm. The um, down among the dead men. Spider-Man 12-issue maxi-series Marvel Knights by Mark Miller. Mm. Aunt May gets kidnapped. He's got to go through the entire gauntlet of all of his different um, villains. Mm. That was fun. I keep looking around my room for any kind of, like, inspiration, and I just keep landing on two things, and that's Tower of Babel, JLA. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And um, Is that the one where Bats is kind of... The bad guy. Well, the, he has he has contingency plans on how to take down every member of the Justice yeah. League, and that information gets out. So he's not the Bring bad his. guy, but he is the source. Uh, his of his partners the bad. in the Justice League are not happy. 
No. No. They weren't going to – like he quits himself at the end of it. He's just yeah. like, no, we're out. Um, that's wonderful. Uh, that would be such a good – because I think at this point too in, in all media, every single one of those characters is understood just on a base level. So I don't need eight lead-up movies to make it a Justice League thing. Let's just adapt with new actors – Tower of Babel. Can I change my answer? Yes. And New Frontier. I was going to say New Frontier. Ooh, attaboy. As uh, a prestige like, television show on HBO Max. And go. I would like to redo Preacher for HBO. Hmm. Uh, not not the mess that we got from uh, Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. Which was fine, but it, it just wasn't what I wanted. Hmm. And Rob is typing a diatribe of some sort. My bad. Some sort of manifesto? My bad. No, oh, manifesto. Preacher, uh, I like it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. There you go. Um, uh, may recovery. I, for one moment. Like, I am paying attention. Here's proof. Uh, um, if I may. Television. Uh, <laughs> Adaption. Yeah. Aha! Uh, if I might. You may. Crisis Infinite. Worlds will end and begin. Heroes will arise. A haiku. Oh, wow. Well um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, I, I, I wouldn't Thank be surprised you. if you had re- you wrote that like in your eighth When grade I was 12 years old. Forever, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. I, you guys keep going big and I went big also, hmm. but I remember years ago there was like rumors of a small uh, Green Arrow movie in a Supermax prison. I would oh, want yeah. something like Ooh, that. Oh, yeah. Something that's not necessary, like, you know, just like Oliver Queen without his shit stuck yeah. somewhere. Do it like right? o- do it like Oz style. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Or like, um, I think it was called Supermax or something. Like, I want yeah. more yeah, creative, yeah. fun things like that as opposed to, yeah. well, let's add, let's adapt Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah. Civil War. Oh, yeah, like just you know, going to every or event. Flash, I'd like, like, or I'd Flash like a, a Hitman yeah. cartoon. Oh, wow. that? Hitman. Did, you, did anybody here ever read oh, Hitman yeah, yeah. by Garth? I never read it, but I'm very familiar it. with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That have been that would make a great like HBO Max hmm. rated R cartoon. Hmm. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Thank you, Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. Yeah. We really yeah, appreciate the email. email. That's wonderful. Um, and now I have a question for Noel. Hey, Noel, what you been up to this week, huh? Huh? Um, what you been up well, to this week, huh? Uh, I've been I've been up to a bunch of things. Uh, I've been I've been watching things, reading things. I want to go over a couple of them. I'll be as fast as possible. Which uh, dealer's choice? Watch or read first? Watch. All right, watch. Watch Hellraiser. Oh, I'm sorry. The 20- Brian's the dealer. I didn't realize. Oh yeah, I'm the dealing this round. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> the button moves counterclockwise as to who's the dealer. Each, each hand. <laughs> um. So I watched the uh, 2022 Hellraiser on Hulu. Um. I. I'm not a giant Hellraiser series fan. I've I've seen all of them, most of them. I I, I mean, there's a lot that I haven't seen. That's probably the director video ones. I haven't seen them all. Um, and I don't remember really any of them too much. So I didn't come into this with much baggage underneath, except just like the understanding of the concept. Um, I overall really dug this movie. Um, they applied really, really cool story mechanics, a really, really cool... Um, just design uh, the the idea, of, and I don't know if this is from the original book or from the original movie, but every time this box gets reconfigured um, and then a sacrifice is chosen, the person that 
solve the puzzle gets a wish. And then there's five kind of configurations that all lead up to a great big wish. So there's this ticking clock kind of element to it where the main characters are stuck in kind of this pattern. Um, I do think that the first half of it was very slow. It is a tale of two movies. The first half was a little bit more methodical, a little bit more eerie. Um, and the second half really does turn on a dime and become a lot more like a conventional horror movie. I don't think that's a bad thing. Actually, I was kind of, I kind of wish the conventional horror elements kind of were introduced a little earlier because as of right now, it feels more like a whiplash, but overall I dug it. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. I also watched that movie. That's one of the things I've been up to this week, huh? Um, was to watch Hellraiser. I was very excited. I was looking forward to this. I have always loved the idea of the Cenobites. I have loved the idea behind Hellraiser um, and the the Clive Barker story. But I never feel like the movies have done it justice, including the original. Mm -hmm. I think the original, I haven't watched it in decades, but I remember being a little underwhelmed by it, but, but really being enamored with the ideas behind it in that, we have a group of people from a different dimension whose idea of a gift is pain. To them, in, their, in that dimension, pain is pleasure. Um, and it's one of the highest forms of, of um, a compliment is to give someone intense pain because they're all about feeling things to the, to the fullest, right? So mm -hmm. I, I love that idea of like, they're like, no, this is legit. This is for you guys. This, you solved the puzzle. You're going to get chains and, and your flesh is going to be ripped off. It's going to be dope as hell. You get, yeah. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, sweet. we're like, please don't mind if we don't. Please don't. So um, I always love that sort of disconnect between realities, between dimensions. Mm -hmm. um, this movie, I think, is my favorite Hellraiser movie. It might be sacrilege to say such a thing, but I think it's my favorite Hellraiser movie out of all of them. Uh, I didn't have the same trouble that Noel did. Uh, I, I felt I was in the whole time. I also like when you have a sort of an un unreliable narrator, if not to us, because we know it's real, we know it's happening, but to the people in her life, she is a, um, a struggling woman who is um, dealing with addiction and all these, all these other sorts of things. So the fact that not everyone kind of believes her and she doesn't never, even know. I didn't have a problem with that. Um, I, I love that. No, that no, was great. I'm saying I, I was in from jump. Like I liked the characters, I liked the brother and sister who were involved. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so I, I didn't really feel a disconnect between parts one and two. I do. They do have different feels. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I was in from jump. I liked the whole thing top to bottom. I really enjoyed it. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And the new pinhead is great. A lot of people are having a. a Feelings. Fits online about it because it's not Doug Bradley, who is the original pinhead. But uh, in the book, they are described as, what's the word? Um, androgynous. Androgynous. So mm. having a female pinhead is dope. I don't give a shit. Uh, the, character design, the character design was better, too. Like, it, instead of it being the patent leather kind of kink fetish, it, it made more sense for the yeah. Cenobites to have actual peeled back ornamental flesh 
So instead of it being like a costume with like pins in it, it was literally her skin peeled up and moved around. Like it was, um, it was, it was very impressive. Like the creature effects were very impressive, but we don't see pinhead for an hour into the movie. Yeah. Um, Which I'm fine with. Yeah. Robert says when Clive Barker was preparing to direct Hellraiser one, he didn't know what he was doing. He went to the library to get a book on directing. (laughs) The only book was on loan. So basically he had to wing it. So yeah. (laughs) Uh, what else have you been up to this week, Noel? Uh, read a couple of comics. I want to talk about them. So the first one I want to talk about is Rogue Son number seven. I've actually been reading this since Jump. Uh, this is part of the massive universe uh, with uh, Radiant Black and Radiant Red and Supermassive and et cetera, et cetera. This issue specifically needs to be mentioned because I didn't realize this going in. It is a which way comic book. I. You, you have like you get to a point in the story and then you're asked to make a choice to turn to a specific page Ooh. based off of your choice I as choose to where your you want to adventure. Yeah, yeah, sorry, ah. choose your own adventure. So ah. um I'm this conversation requires me to kind of spoil it, but I don't think that that's actually necessarily a problem because it's just impressive inside and out. So these choose your own adventure book. If you want to play by the rules, that's cool and you kind of go, but then after a while you may like go back and like look at the other suggestion and, and move around. Sure. Um, the book is rigged. Uh, so ah! I, what, what's the matter? You don't have a copy. So you're looking for, I think he was no, upset no, that I it's just, rigged. You, you're saying it, I'm rigged. upset that it's rigged. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Rigged? It's, but it's, it's, um, <laughs> it took me 20 minutes to read this comic book, this one single issue comic book, because it's rigged to, the point where every decision loops back to page 10 where you're stuck um, in a murderous loop every decision every single that's one that's amazing so i started going back to like reverse steps and keep going back and then going back and then going back and then i just got annoyed and turned the page and that's what you're supposed to do because page 11 is this is the character actually saying i'm not playing your fucking game anymore oh, and just punches well them well done. And then it well and then it goes to like the actual then you skip to page 20 where the actual ending is. So the char- the the bad guy was actually, you know, created to be this kind of which way choose your own adventure kind of time messing with villain and the main character just like fuck this and stopped. And wonderful. The process of reading it is supposed to be so frustrating because there's no real way to win. You turn the page anyway and that's You're almost, actually rewarded for saying "fuck this." That's almost like the Netflix movie did, where the Netflix yeah. got meta with the whole "choose your own adventure" concept. The Black was, Mirror, that was the, the Black Mirror one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. To make me feel even dumber, the be, the opening sequence of the issue was the main character playing a board game with his younger stepbrother, and he cheated. And the sister, the stepsister, is just like, "Why don't you just play by the rules?" He's like, "If I don't like what I'm playing, I'm going to cheat." And then goes off to yeah. like fight, and then that's the solution for the book. He just cheats at the game, and then we're off, and that's we take care awesome. of it. That's awesome. That's very was, cool. It was maddening, and then so fucking impressive. That's cool. Yeah, because I was like, "What am I doing wrong? Like, I've literally gone both choices. What the fuck?" It was um, it was very cool. It's to, this book to, is really fun. Um, everyone who hasn't read Radiant Black, Radiant Red, Rogue Sun, Dead Lucky, it's all this universe. Um, 
kind of like Invincible. Robert Kirkman created an Invincible universe with a bunch of mm-hmm. different characters and a bunch of different books. And uh, you guys should check it out. Radiant Black by Ryan, no, Higgins. Um, uh, Higgins, yeah, Ryan Higgins. Ryan? Ryan Higgins? Ryan. Is that it? Yeah, it's great. Start with Radiant Black Trade, volume number one. Oh, no, it's jump. It's Ryan Parrott. Something else, Higgins. I'm sorry, Rogue Sun is by Parrott. Ryan Parrott, yeah. But um, Radiant Black is from Higgins. Uh, uh, the I mean, squeezing it in, the Dead Lucky, actually. The first issue I didn't really care for too much. Second and third issues, really great. Dead Lucky is really fun, too. They're all they're all bangers. Nice. But um, the other two books I wanted to talk about really quick was Earth Divers, number one, by IDW, um, written by Stephen Graham Jones, with art by David Giefelis. Essentially called Kill Columbus. In the year 2012, 2112, couple of indigenous people figure out how to travel through time using this mystical cave and they decide to go back to 1491 and kill columbus and just stop america from being uh discovered hmm. holy it, shoot it is very high concept very fascinating and incredibly morally ambiguous and it's a really strong hmm. first issue awesome interesting. Sounds I, like i don't know who i'm rooting for it's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. It sounds a lot like the Harry Turtle Dove book, uh, Guns of the South. Oh, is that the Stopping the Civil War one? Well, they go back in time. It's a bunch of apartheid guys go back in time and they give AK-47s to the South. So That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's okay. it's, it's, um, it's, it's a very fast... I, the hit and miss ratio of this book is probably going to be very high or low. How they pull it off if they pull it off is going to is hopefully going to be interesting and discussion worthy as opposed to just one note but so far it's really strong it's very cool it's uh, and then the last up. yeah i know right that's kind of why i want to squeeze it in last thing i want to talk about was miracle man number zero by marvel no. comics it's start. an anthology book with like a gajillion writers and a gajillion artists what made it really interesting was that So I have not read a lot of Miracle Man. I have the omnibus on pre-order. I will read through it. But what made it interesting is like... How shitty is it that it's not out yet? Hmm. It got pushed back. It's supposed to be out in like two or three weeks. Fucking stupid. Good. But the the nature of Miracle Man kind of being existing inside and outside of actual continuity and it's a story about storytelling at times means that the anthology could be a little outside of the sandbox. So there's a variation of different types of stories in here. There's a story of it, like legit him in the library of Apocryph- Apocryphita, Apocryphita. I, uh, Brian name checked me on like a special library that has all information in it. And then another one of like him as a, no, it's not Alexandria, it's something else. Um, him actually being in a newspaper comic book strip. And then... Uh, Jason Aaron does a story with Linnell Yu about a multiverse version of Miracle Man traveling to our universe to kill the creator of Miracle Man and other multiverse mm-hmm. Miracle Men are attacking him to protect the creator. It's fucking weird, but in a good way. Um, it's all very weird. And I'm not a giant fan of anthology books. Usually there's like one or two good ones and then a couple of like OK ones. This was pretty solid all the way through, and it was really interesting. It's like they let a bunch of creators just kind of fucking go for it. Mike Carey has a really, really good um, sm- short story in there. Sweet. It was it was solid. It was super solid. Oh, cool. I can't that's wait it. to read it. Um, I, I'm, 
I really want to catch up on all the Miracle Man stuff. I wish the Omnibus was out. It should have come out a month ago so that people could get the Omnibus and then be caught up and then check this out. Um, so that's Miracle Man number zero from Marvel Comics. Uh, Brian. Hey. What you been up to this what week? What have huh? I been up to this week? Huh? Um, uh, so I, I started at last Umbrella Academy season three after having been late to seasons one and two back then and really enjoying them. I started with uh, season three and really enjoyed it. Um, the whole show has been awesome. And it's such a quirky, it just very much nails the quirky superpowers kind of, or just, it's almost got like a Wes Anderson vibe at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking when the comic came out, like, oh, this, this singer guy is going to write a comic at a time when there were a lot of vanity projects and comics going on from actors or uh, other famous people and being blown away by it. And and also, as it turns out, Broadway had some prior experience in like this kind of genre stuff anyway. So I had totally forgotten about it at that time or what happened. And now we've gotten to points where I'm not sure if this is even based on a comic anymore or no. if it's – I don't think so, right? It's Yeah, okay. I, don't, Hotel, I don't. Hotel Oblivion is, is, was the last series of the comic yeah. and they take, okay. a, they take pieces of it. But it's its, its own animal yeah. with – Okay, yeah, Some yeah. Story beats. Yeah. And yeah, it's great. Every, every character is awesome. Klaus is the awesomest. You know, mm-hmm. he's great to watch. And um, the, the, I think I'm in what, like episode two, I believe. So I've got a lot ahead of me and I'm enjoying it. You got a lot so of good far. Klaus coming up. That nice. was, yeah, that was one I could nice. not stop watching. That was one where I just, you know, blew off everything for a Saturday and Sunday yeah. and just watched every single yeah, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah we, oh, it's so good. We, we're halfway through season three right now. We took oh, a cool. hiatus on it, but and everything it's a you know, I, show. I think season two was already out when I started season one, and I just went straight through. And you know, I don't know. I just seem to have this pattern with this show. But uh, once I started, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see some more. Also, I mm-hmm. thought um, <coughs> I was uh, unclear as to what Elliot Page would choose to do, um, whether he would want to even be in the show anymore or whatever. And I thought that the way that they handled that was very cool. I don't think it's spoiling much of anything to say that very early on, um, Vanya realizes that he is Victor and and goes by Victor, you know, and and has the same or, you know, similar but fictitious journey to um, Elliot Page himself, I imagine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, you're right. It actually does mirror it because uh, they were or he was in a lesbian relationship and then. Oh, is that right? Kept, yeah, he was married. Oh, okay. But um, I did really like it too because it wasn't. They did. They made. They made a deal about it, but they didn't make a deal about it. Yeah, it was effortlessly. He was, he was like, I'm doing the, this, and everyone was like, "Okay, cool." It was, yeah. yeah, it was effortlessly weaved into the plot of the show. It wasn't performative. Yeah. It was intentional, and I appreciated yeah. that. It was really, really well done. It was woven into the plot. It didn't become the plot, which is... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. the character's journey, too, did make sense from start to finish. That oh, was totally. where they would go next. It was perfect it was really sense well for, that, for that character, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. I had watched season one. I, really, I, I enjoyed it well enough. I wasn't really uh, enamored with it. I thought it didn't quite push the boundary as much as the comic book did. I think um, hmm. it was uh, cute. It was fine. Uh, it was charming. 
I, I started season two and I just realized I didn't care, so I stopped. But it um, sounds like maybe I should get back into it. I, I, from, I don't know. I love season two. So yeah, I love I love yeah. I love the time jump in season two. You know, I yeah. love them going back and forth in time. So I, that, I mean, I, I actually mean, love a good time travel story. Oh, for yeah, some reason, for sure. I was like, eh, I don't feel like doing. Now, this. I mean, I do I, agree. This, uh, like many shows, the introduction to the characters is sometimes the best part. And, you know, so season two, you already know them. And so it's, it loses that. But yeah, I mean, if, if you saw some of season two and you weren't into it, I don't know that you're going to be or that you'll like season three, you know, who knows. Um, uh, Brian, was there anything else? Um, there was She-Hulk and uh, I finished up Reservation Dogs season finale, which I was disappointed to learn what it, it ended. And I was like, that might've been the season finale. <laughs> and it was, yeah. and I was like, ah, but it's been renewed for another season as has umbrella Academy for the fourth and final. Oh, good. Um, oh, good. But yeah, I, I love reservation dogs. It's such a, a weekly independent movie vibe, magical realism and uh, mm-hmm. very, very positive in, uh, in many ways. And um, I love the character interplay and their journeys. And uh, this, uh, the second season finished in a very satisfying way. And I'm looking forward to the next one. Nice. Yeah. Hey, Rob, what have you been up to this week, huh? Hey, well, okay, right before I get to that shit show, let me just say something I've actually enjoyed in my life this week. Um, I've been playing the Elden Ring on Xbox as well as I've played through Guardians of the Galaxy. So if anybody's oh, got... If anybody has the Xbox Game Pass, it's on there. It's not something I would pay a full price for, but it's a solid 20-hour fun story to play through. I, I heard The Guardians was was surprised. Everyone who said it was great was surprised by how great it was. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a solid, solid comic story. And I like the fact that they don't use the movie characters, right? They use the actual comic book characters. not a pastiche oh, of, oh. Yeah, it's not a pastiche of Chris Pat or Pratt or anything like that, and it's not as yeah. jokey or tries to be as funny as that. So, And it's a quick play, too. It's, seriously, it's 20 hours in and out, and you get a really solid comic book story out of it. So, Rob, I got a I, question yeah. that might be a spoiler, but nobody else will care. Please. Do any of the original Guardians of the Galaxy show up? No. No? Oh, well. Yeah, no, too bad. I, didn't, I didn't think they were gonna go that deep with it. With like, no. yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not yeah, like a cut. cameo Van or something, Astro and shit. Know? Yeah, no, yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Now and then, the other game I've been playing is Elden Ring, which is a phenomenal story written by uh, who's the Game of Thrones writer uh, George R. George R. R. Martin. Yeah, so he wrote this whole story. It's a Dark Souls game, so it is hard as fuck, almost virtually impossible to play, but. It is how much? so imaginative and phenomenal. There's no incestual. Uh, I was going to ask how much incest. I didn't know exactly right, cool, cool, where cool, you cool, were going to cool. go. Yeah, there's no cousin cool, cool, fucking, cool, 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 no cool. side quests where you got to go fuck your niece. We got to go like marry like your, your niece yeah, no. and put a baby None in her. That. That. Okay, cool. But, it, but cool, it's, cool, some, cool. it's some of the most imaginative RPG playing that I've done in a long time. So I highly recommend it if you like a challenging game. And then the other thing, oh, Robert, okay. So Avengers, I don't think, sucked so bad, but it was Guardians is a lot better and a lot easier to play. Um, then um, the, Rob is responding to Robert Monroe Jr., yeah. who said, okay, I might get Guardians of the Galaxy, but I was hesitant to because Avengers sucked so bad. And I didn't think Avengers completely sucked. It's, um, I think Avengers is a little longer. It's a little more repetitious than Guardians, where Guardians are kind of in and out. Avengers is a lot longer of a time commitment to play through it. But um, 
And then the other thing I did this week was I watched the fucking monsters. Um, who convinced you? For it? Um, who convinced you for this? You know, who, who we made won, you do it? We were doing it for the podcast. We were doing it for the another nerdy cast. And was it? Was it? I'm the Miller's only. Idea? Sh- I, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Miller made us watch Ninja Badass a couple weeks ago, and that was almost better than what this was. Ninja Badass was like a low rent. <laughs> Midwestern Indiana guy who becomes a ninja, and it, it's it's as terrible as it sounds, but it was and even more badass? entertaining. And a badass, yes, and he gets so. his power by eating lots of egg rolls. I mean, it's a horrible fucking movie, but sure. in and of that, it was more entertaining than the monsters was. Veggie or protein egg rolls? Do they specify? Protein, of course. Is, I mean, sure. okay, come on, oh, there's, sure. yeah, there's uh, vegetarians. <laughs> They never even heard that word in the Ninja yeah, Badass. Scott Scott Pilgrim. Roll your yes. eyes, guys. Details matter. <laughs> yes, JD. So my question about the Munsters is I never really watched it to the extent that I can now remember anything about it. Hmm. Not a question. From what I'm hearing from people, like I'm on like a bunch of different horror Facebook groups and yeah. stuff, and a lot of people are, are poo-pooing the film. Yeah. But there's a, there's like a, a contingent of folks who are like, this is what the TV show was. This is exactly what the TV no. show was. No. Oh, yeah. is that not the case? <laughs> no. And okay. I, 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 we, you know, I'm the only schmuck on our podcast that actually watched the whole fucking thing all the way through. And the, the fundamental, oh, wow. pro- the, fun- <laughs> the fundamental problem here fucking is that quitters. when me, I know, assholes. You, would, when, when, you won't get that here. We read no, everything and yeah, watch everything, guys, no matter how bad oh, well, it is. Things, it, sure. things have changed drastically since the old days on this <laughs> podcast because I, I can remember it. a lot of us shitting through books and not reading them I all the way through. I skimmed it. Yep. <laughs> the fundamental difference is what made the monsters the monsters, the original <laughs> or yeah, what made the original monsters the monsters was the fact of how the real world reacted to these characters living, you know, these monster people living in their world, right? It was, you know, how people would react to Herman and Lily and all them when they go out in the real world. This piece of shit doesn't do that until the last 10 minutes of the movie. They don't move out of the Transylvania area until... Oh, what? <sighs> yeah, from what I understand, it's like the, the I, I used to watch the... the television show on reruns and WGN in the afternoon. I think it was like before happy days before Batman 66. Like you just watched all the shows. Yeah. Um, it was, it was essentially the Beverly Hillbillies. It just was monsters. The entire concept of the show was look how weird they are juxtaposed against normal American life. This movie is a prequel. So it's absolutely none of that in the same tone. That's not as interesting. None. That was what I read. Do they so have like, the human appearing woman? She's an actual regular human, right? In the you're talking, show. you mean Marilyn, the, the, the niece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't it a cousin? No. That's, yeah, the cousin, or a niece, or, niece, sorry. She's a niece, yeah, but she does not, She there is no Marilyn, there is no Eddie, um, there's, there's, no Eddie. All, there's no Eddie. There, yeah, this is their meet cute. This, this is, is, yeah. This is a prequel. Oh, they're not a family at all yet. It's not just no. that they no. haven't moved. No, I gotcha. She's got a mm. brother who's a mooch, and that's how they lose the house in Transylvania, and that's why they have to move to California because he loses the house in a real estate. They realized they were in dire straits there. So they wait, were. hold on. So my my suspension of disbelief yeah. has to accept that it's cheaper to live in California. 
than the Transylvania. Yeah. Yep. Seems like it wouldn't. Hold on. Hollywood no sure. They live in the they live in the well, they're in the valley. They live they live in the they live in the Hollywood Valley, but it's Rob uh, Zombie has a very skewed version of reality if he thinks that yeah. it's affordable for a family to uproot themselves from Transylvania yeah. all the way to you the most expensive the, real estate. You know what the cost of living is in Transylvania? That's true. I it know that it's not premium. LA. I actually <laughs> do know what the cost of living is in Transylvania because I just started working for a robotics company and we have a very hard time selling our robots in Transylvania because labor is so cheap. Is that right? So, yes. That's a very interesting piece of information, Rob. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I find it very interesting. <laughs> now, what I wonder is maybe, like, gold is so plentiful in Transylvania that it's worth nothing, but they come to L.A. and they're like, hey, we got all this gold. No. And they're, they're like, wealthy in L.A. You're putting more thought into this than Rob Zombie did. I do that about everything. Okay. I've, I've he, just wanted, he just wanted a tax incentive for where they yeah. shot, or he owned the buildings. Like I'm yeah. sure it was my my like PSA to everyone is please spare yourselves the two hours of life that I wasted on this. And okay. I was yeah. I was personally shocked by so I was down for the concept. Okay, great. The first red flag for me wasn't that it was being made. Not the pictures that were shown of them being like very much spitting images of the of the of the sitcom. Yeah. The first red flag to me was that this is a universal property. And not even Peacock wanted it, and they sold it to Netflix. That was so weird to me because there was they were talking about how like NBC Universal owns it, they have the reruns, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and even they didn't want it on their streamer, and they sold it wow. to Netflix for more profit. I was like, oh shit, this is probably terrible. It's a tragedy of the modern world that nine million dollars was spent to make this. Yeah, and they That's, probably and sold it, it for like fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's nine million was with the budget. I mean, nine was. million is a lot of money that I personally would very much like to have. But Absolutely. for money for movies, not that much money, you know, nowadays. And it looks like it. Um, I mean, it it looks like a ride at Disney World. I mean, I couldn't believe the trailer. The trailer looked so yeah. cheap. That was and, the second red flag. <laughs> and the trailer was absolutely indicative of what the movie is. Mm. Okay, one thousand yeah, percent. That's unfortunate. Well, yeah. I won't be revisiting that. Yeah. Well, will you be visiting? Yeah, what you do this week? Well, I'll huh? tell you. Thank you so much for asking. I've huh? watched a bunch of horror films. When my when my family goes to sleep around midnight, I will stay up till about two or three and just watch a horror movie. Uh, so this week, I have enjoyed Goodnight Mommy, both the original and the remake. And um, I would say stick with the original. If anyone's going to watch Goodnight Mommy, it's about these uh, two twin boys who come to visit their mom and their mother is wrapped up in bandages oh. and they start to suspect that maybe she's not actually their mother. Wait a um, definitely stick with the original. Deadstream is a Shudder original. Uh, for anyone who likes horror movies, you should check out Shudder. It's a really great streaming platform. It's it's gotten better as it's aged. It didn't start off that great. Shudder is now really, really good. I have a lot of original stuff on there. Deadstream is another film that just dropped, I want to say, this week. And it is a horror comedy that I quite enjoyed. Uh, highly, highly recommend Deadstream. It's basically a live streamer who's been disgraced and canceled and this is his big comeback and his whole youtube channel is basically 
trying to do things that terrify him. And so he's decided that one of the things that terrifies him is ghosts and spooky shit. So he goes to um, a haunt, a supposedly haunted house and has to spend the night there. It's a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. Would you say more horror or more comedy or an even balance? An even balance. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not quite as goofy as Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. but it is a little goofy. Okay. Um, and my favorite movie oh. of the past, gosh, year maybe, is a film that just dropped called Significant Other, and it's on Paramount+. Plus. You can stream it. And it's starring the woman from... Her name is Micah Monroe. Micah Monroe from It Follows. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other, the the charming, cute guy from The Office, who's not Jim, who shows up in the later seasons. Anyone know who I'm talking about? Um, His name is Jake Lacey, I think. Yeah, he's one of the interns. The guy who's in White Lotus. Yes. White Lotus. So I'm not going to tell you anything about this movie other than... This is a couple. They are going hiking in the mountains. Shit happens. That's all I'm going to say. I went in blind. I really enjoyed the twists and turns. I didn't know what was happening. Highly recommend. Definitely check out. Of all these movies, Significant Other is probably my favorite. I watched the trailer and I shouldn't have, so don't do that. Yeah, don't watch the trailer. Just Paramount Plus, Significant Other. Check it out. Yeah, those are, that's what I've been doing this week. Let's move on, because this has been forever. Holy cats. Um, but before we do that, you should go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo and help out the show if you want, if that's your thing. It might not be your thing. If it's not your thing, just hang out with us and talk to us and, and write in the chat and be a part of the show. Robert Monroe Jr. is doing just such a thing, and he says, been thinking about getting Shudder. Robert Monroe, if you like horror movies, definitely get Shudder. They're not paying me to say this. That would be amazing if they did. Shudder, pay me to say this. Um, they have really good uh, original TV shows. And even there's, there was one show called The Hole, which is a really fun behind-the-scenes documentary-style talk show uh, on Shudder. That's really great, The Hole. And, no, um, no, no, it was The Core. The core. the core. That's what it is. The core. No, I was going to say the Thank whole. You. What are you talking about? There's that's like a weird. Sorry, it's the core. Horror it's movie. The core. The core. 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 Sorry. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, highly recommend. And you know, Joe Bob's on there. Joe Bob Briggs does the live streams I, on Fridays. I love and despise him. Like same. When he, remember, uh, I used to despise him. Now I kind of love and despise him. There's something. There's something very um, comforting about him. Just like riffing on very deep. Uh, horror movie and film noir lore and he gets in these tangents of like and he has full recall of names of characters and producers and agents and and just tells these yarns and they just go on forever that's interesting but then like at the very end of it they'll make like a weird uh creepy joke and I'm like, oh, all right, he just ruined it. So like, he just kind of keeps going back and forth of like being an uncle you want to avoid at all costs, yeah. but still just like really interesting to sit and listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. So, it's yeah. perfect. Uh, all right, so that's what we've been up to this week. Um, oh, we're, oh, well, we're here to talk about what is it? Werewolf, Werewolf by Night oh. from Disney Plus. Um, I didn't even look at the notes. Is there information on this? Let's see. Ah, Disney Plus, directed by Michael 
Giacchino, 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 Michael Giacchino, starring Gail Garcia Bernal, Laurel Donnelly, and Harriet Sansom Harris on a dark and somber night. A secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows and gather at the Bloodstone Temple following the death of their leader. The attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic. I think Mar- uh, Disney Plus should do this more. I love that it is a one shot Halloween special yeah. just in time for Halloween. They need to do this. I love this. This is, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's almost an hour. It's barely an hour. It feels like it's longer than an hour because I was so engaged in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got, oh, what is, what? I'm sorry. I just said her name. Laurel Donnelly. She is in that show, The Nevers, which was a delightful surprise. Uh, it is, is a oh, wonderful show that takes place in the 1800s about women who get superpowers. It used to be a Joss Whedon joint, right. but due to being canceled, he took his name off of it. And now there's a com- completely different showrunner. I'm very looking forward. I'm very excited for season two if it oh, happens. Oh, it's still on. It's still happening? Or I yeah, think they were filming a second season. I- Oh, cool. Yeah, I heard that he was he left. He got kicked off the show yeah, as yeah. showrunner, and they they got a new showrunner. Oh. Um, hey, uh, Rob, real quick, another nerdy cast is commenting. Is this Mark or who is this? This is um, this is probably Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Um, so yeah, what did you guys think, Rob? You're you're in the hot seat. What did you think of uh, Werewolf you, by Night? You hit all the nails on the head. I love the fact that it was utterly self-contained. It was just this nice, beautiful one shot. It was great to see the Bloodstones kind of come back. You know, they never really got a ton of play in the Marvel universe, so it was nice to see a little bit of them. Uh, and we got us a little bit of man thing, which I found was... Oh, I wasn't sure if we should spoil it. Oh, I was fuck. delighted. He Wait, I he's tackled. in the trailer. Is oh, I didn't watch the trailer. Are we okay, going to the spoil the whole deal? Do we want to do that? Yeah, sure. Let's spoil yeah, the whole deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we already yeah. put the band-aid right. off. Um, so, I mean, I, it was wonderfully acted, wonderfully shot. It was, a, it was a throwback to, like, the 1930s type horror movies, yeah. uh, you know, so, I mean, genre wise, they hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Chris. Just do it. Okay. Um, we're doing it. We're, we are, buddy. Um, doing it live. So it's, I, yeah, I just, and again, this self-contained, just one and done in and out. And I learned a little interesting because I've always wondered about the man thing, swamp thing correlation. They came out oh, yeah. the same freaking year. Oh, yeah. not just that. That's... If you don't know, the creators were roommates at yes. the time, I believe. Yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of group think. Also, too, but they're they're so wildly different. Like, are they? Yeah. Yes. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. This is yes. I, all right. I, I honestly don't know much about Man Thing. I had to Google him mm-hmm. because I was curious what his relationship to Swamp Thing was, and I wasn't sure if it was a Jack Kirby type thing where like. Someone invented Swamp Thing and then went over to DC and was like, well, oh, right, like, right. here's Man Thing, you know? Right. But, um, so, a- Alec Holland is Swamp Thing, who is a scientist who got into an accident and wound up crawling into a swamp with a certain kind of chemical, and that made him into Swamp Thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That, Hollis, wait, who's, who's Man Thing? What's his name? 
Ted. 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 Ted Hollis. Hollis. Yeah, so Damn it. he's a scientist it who yeah. was in an accident, sure. who crawled into a swamp, yeah. and because yeah. of some sort of chemical, became man thing. Am I am I mistaken? No, you're and right. And they both. What's different about these things? They other both than one become Ted guardians. Ted, Ted Salas. They swamp Sorry, thing becomes the uh, premier guardian of an ultra powerful universal force. Man thing is the guardian of. The nexus of realities, at least yeah. at some time, and does the I forget exactly what he's like exposing the evil well, of swamp, evil or something swamp, like that. Swamp Thing didn't become the leader of the. It was the Green, right? The green. That was the Scott, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, Scott the, Snyder the, run. Yeah. The Parliament of no, Trees. No, no, that was, was way before was, Scott. Snyder. Was the Parliament of Trees was oh, yeah, way yeah, before yeah. Scott Snyder, okay. and the idea of the Green was way before Scott Snyder. However, Scott Snyder and and Lemire did the Green and the Red and the Rock, right, right, and like right, they right. they yeah. made it they made it like a Green Lantern Corps kind it of was bullshit. Awesome. Yeah, it was a good. It, was, awesome. it was awesome. Yeah, uh, but I meant bullshit as just convolution that you add on to like retroactively make things more important. Um, this is one of those things where I use bullshit as a positive, like kind of like garbage. A, it's garbage or it's trash, and it's it, great. Yeah. Um, I meant that they like to me they're very different just because of like the way that they interact with the rest of the universe. So like Swamp okay. Thing yes. yeah. is a actual character in the middle of a constant existential crisis about their reality and their place in all realities, and Man Thing is just a fucking monster that protects the nexus of realities and if you know fear and he touches you you explode doesn't he doesn't communicate he does well, well, it's, it's, right. it's fear of him then and there uh, like it's to know fear in his presence is to be explode to, to burn oh, from okay. his touch yeah all right that's why jack doesn't ever that's yeah, what you know. cool. but this this whole thing gave me vibes of um, Vincent Price, yeah, 1940s, 50s horror. But also, I kept thinking of Rick Remender's Punisher run with Frankencastle oh, and really? all of the, hmm. and all of the the monsters in the underground lair. Like, there's, it wasn't just Frankencastle; it was protecting the Bloodstone and Morbius oh. and Werewolf by Night and Man Thing and mummies and stuff. All being Man, under, now I want to read it, and all drawn by Tony Moore. Like Ooh, it's, it was it, the the tone of it all though was just like this ridiculous labyrinth and kind of like propulsive plot of just stupidity and heart inside of it. It was it was fun. It was cool as shit. I liked it a lot. Is there an omni of that? Yes. <laughs> Do you wildly out of wildly out of print, but yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> Um, who did we all go? Did we all talk about the? <laughs> I, um, <laughs> we, I have talked um, about nothing. Brian, well, I, I love mean, you. Not nothing. Oh no, never nothing. <laughs> <laughs> go on, tell us about something. I loved it. I loved this. Um, the, it hit all of the notes of the you know old horror that it was going for, just right in a fun way. Um, and it didn't lampoon it, it was doing it. And it was right. doing it in a cool way. Um, did you guys notice the cigarette burns of oh, yeah. film? Right? Yeah, I was, One thing I'm, I I'm was an odd. idiot. I'm an idiot and I'm like, <laughs> Sam, Sam, to my wife, like cigarette burns, wait for the next one and it'll be a real change. There. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there were two in a row, and then I only saw one at, at a later time. And um, now, when I was a projectionist, it was long after the real change kind of thing. So I wasn't sure if there should be two in a row like that. Interesting art there. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want me to go bigger? Sorry. Here it is. There we go. We got Man-Thing. We got um, It's Morbin Time. We got Frankencastle, Werewolf by Night, and uh, a guy a mummy. wrapped up. And a mummy. Yeah, they were, a mummy. And they were he's like a, he's just a he's a mummy. Monsteropolis from Japanese sure. kaiju and Moloid children stuck there. It was yeah. it's fucking insane. God damn it, Comics. I wanna read it. Fuck. Uh, so I really love the cinematography of this, right? The, um, the yeah. black and white with, and, and the one red thing, it looked really good the whole time, right? It didn't look, um, I don't know. It, it didn't look bad is the only word that I can think of. But, uh, um, I have halfway through, I'm like, wait a second. Is this guy the werewolf by night himself? I think he's the werewolf by night. This is the werewolf by night guy. And he was, and it was great. Uh, all that action was cool. I, I, I asked. I asked if we were doing it. Um, but he was he was also very likable, as was Elsa uh, Bloodstone. Were in very different ways, but very engaging and charming characters to watch. I got to tell you, when they start this journey off, and they're like uh, these five monster hunters, the like whatever they are, group of monster hunters protecting the world. Let's go into this labyrinth to get the bloodstone and we will kill each other if we run across each other. And I'm thinking, is this a smart idea? I do, do not we want to decrease? That. Yeah. Right. I, my <laughs> wife and I both went, wait a minute, they're supposed right. to kill each other too? Yeah. What are right. they doing? I don't like, think they're supposed to kill each other. It's they just, just will. There's right. just no rules, but the power of the bloodstone is so much that they would be like, fuck you and yeah. get obstacles out of the way. Yeah. Like, I... It seemed like an ill-conceived plot from a ill-conceived human. Anyway, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was not. He was <laughs> her. No, the 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 mother. The oh, the stepmother. The, the, the stepmother. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she didn't want anybody really to win. Uh, no, so I guess not. I was like, I nah, not. I get it. That's fine. Yeah. You think I those also people, decided? Yeah, that's gonna be my funeral. Like that guy. That's cool. In the animatron, his animatronic corpse. Yeah, is what I want. That's cool. You, when do you uh, want that to happen? Old uh, classic Ulysses. Yeah. Oh, he's always up to some shit like that. <laughs> always up to some shit. I always up to making himself look cool. I thought you posted your full on TikTok where you wanted to be oh, like, you did. moved around on a you conveyor did. belt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did do a TikTok. Uh, that's, I'm changing it now. Okay. I'm changing it to this. <laughs> it's good to know. I want. Yeah, you, I want. Got some. I mean, are we doing? Are we doing what we want for our funeral? I have two things. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, we're gonna okay. do. Uh, yeah, I have two things. I want. <laughs> I want. Not a single person to carpool. Okay. At all. Rent a vehicle. Get another vehicle. That's fair. I want everyone to drive themselves because I want to hold up traffic so fucking long. Even my son, who's nineteen yeah. months. I, I want your yeah. child to drive. Wait, Wait, when do you plan when on dying? Jesus, I'd like him to drive by then. You want to take out the you want to take you want to take out the planet along with yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, look, if I was in a different strata, I'd say everyone bring your own jet. Either way, I'd okay. like to clog up some sort of traffic, whether it be air or road. I mean, you should okay. say if you and have a jet, bring it. I want there to be a basket, uh, maybe at the viewing, maybe at the service, whatever, okay. filled with kazoo's. 
Okay. And <laughs> at some point, everyone just uh, plays a rendition of Dust in the Wind with a kazoo, just in, in symphony. Mm. It's about it. Perfect. Just those that two things. cool. Okay. Can I play it through my anus? Yeah. Can you? I mean, I mean if, if you, you have that, that much gas, okay. if you have that much excess gas that you could hold a note, yeah, fuck it. Go okay. to town. Like La Pantone. The uh, famous uh, French flatulator. Work this out however you want. I don't want you to completely pull down your pants. So it's got to be, you know, air it out. You got to wear a skirt, skirt, Rob. But I'm not going to have Rob Patey Winnie the Pooh in it at my funeral. I wear wear, wear Tommy John, so they're breathable enough. Yeah. Fair. That's fine. Fair. So Chris St. Saucy, listen, I've got ADHD. My brain is bad. We need to stop calling it getting challenged and called it calling it getting called for their bullshit. What is he talking about? What are you I'm referring not sure to? what the challenge is. In Did we case. talk about somebody that should have been canceled or something? Mm, Joss Whedon. Oh, Joss Whedon. I don't remember using the word challenged, but or any of us. Uh, but uh, oh, does he mean canceled? Maybe. Oh, canceled. He must have meant canceled. Sure. That makes I mean, more sense. Maybe he's trying to say we're all challenged. <laughs> Chris, uh, we we all. Uh, intrinsically believe the same thing you're saying. I, I, I assume you'd know us by now to know that you didn't necessarily have to correct us. When we say canceled, it's a shorthand for people getting called out on their bullshit. I don't think anybody here is like a cancel culture is the worst thing in the world. It's probably not. Nope. So cancel culture is generally the consequences of your own actions. Essentially. So, you know, yeah. relax. Also, there's no such thing as being canceled because your audience usually follows you wherever you go. Anyway. That's true. So, yeah. You relax. usually get more people when you're canceled. Yeah. Relax. You get more it's followers. Fine. Um, oh, he does say Man Thing is way better than Swamp Thing. Both are portals, aren't they? In a way, I suppose. Swamp Thing can be a portal of uh, unto a, he, like, teleports, himself. He doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, he goes through the green. He can, like, green. appear wherever. He can bring others into but, the green. Yeah. Yeah, but the nexus of all realities is explicitly a portal that he protects, not controls. Does that make sense? Okay. And he is not the portal. He is. He could be. So uh, why did I um, hold on? Hold on. So I he was used I, I as a, like a teleportation device. Good. That, that's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Um. Some some team used him as a teleportation device. The yeah, Thunderbolts, okay. written by Jeff Parker with art by Kev Walker. Thank led you. by Luke Cage. That was actually like post Civil War. It was really good. Yeah. But yeah. they used him as a teleportation device. He was able to just access the Nexus from wherever he was and would just like. Plop people around. Dope. Okay, so yeah. And they just used Swamp Thing in the most recent season of Harley Quinn. Yes, they oh, did. Nice. It was, yeah. and, and in an interesting portrayal as Harley Quinn continues to do, like, almost completely disassociated from, from yeah. the comics in some Absolutely. Cases. It's a great yeah, yeah. cartoon, though. It, it is, really is. It is phenomenal. Yeah. I really like yeah. I got to catch up on that. I, I never think of it anymore. Um, but I, I really like that was another. That was another one. I stopped an episode. I didn't realize I had stopped it. I had, like... Five minutes left. I watched it, and it was the season finale. I was all set to watch the next episode, no. and that was it. It was done. I had five minutes. It is coming back. It is coming back, though. That's one that did not get axed by the That's cool. Although, yeah. I got to say, I like seasons one and two more than season three, but I still really like season three as yeah. well. Season three was up and down. A couple episodes not so good. A couple episodes yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say about Werewolf by Night? Do we want to see um, more uh, of these characters? You do know what? Think- I I agree with I'm you confused. that I want to see more of this kind of thing where it's 
more like what the movies do than the shows are oftentimes, yeah. right? And I've enjoyed a lot of their shows, but this feels like um, more bringing the MCU experience onto the small screen in some ways. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. To that point, they are doing this again. This is the first of, of yeah, many. The next cool. one is yeah. the, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Uh, sure. Oh, yeah. perfect! So, so they are doing specials now, one-off specials yeah. Yeah. for is Disney+. Is that James Plus. Gunn? Yeah, he's they yeah, they dire- they filmed it during, oh, yeah, during production of Volume Three. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So they didn't they haven't announced when that's coming out yet, but they did film it. It's done. Um, I'm assuming this Gotta December sometime. Roughly. They were they, they, they were they, yeah, they were pimping it really hard because I was there for the first day of the opening of the Guardians ride at Epcot Center. And they were pimping yeah. the holiday special very hard there. So there's like yeah, a Lego coming. set coming out soon. They they're yeah. they're going hard at it. so like they the, that whole like Marvel television special intro yeah. that will be used multiple times oh, in the cool. next couple of years. You know, um, and also too, Lego? The, the, what? What about Lego? There's a set coming uh, out. Of yeah, what? Lego set. Uh, the holiday the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday, holiday special. Oh, of the holidays. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think it's like an advent calendar or something. Um. But now, uh, I'm sure I'll love the, the other, uh, other like Marvel series, you know, the the things like Guardians of the Galaxy. I also really enjoyed that this was its own original thing that started and ended in one sitting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. we could see more of, but if we didn't, I would still feel like we got enough. And, I, and yeah. I, I definitely want to see more of this because, and I don't want to, I'm afraid to open my mouth with this sentence, but. With how slow Andor has been for me from a pacing perspective, I like that I was able to just chomp this down and yeah. swallow it up. And, oh, yeah. and it was so Andor quick. is slow, and but that's a feature, not a bug. Not a bug. Oh God, okay. Anyway, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I want to give uh, credit to Michael Giancino, the director, because okay. this is the first thing he's ever directed. He is a oh. film composer. Wow. He's done the soundtracks for like all the Pixar movies, wow. a bunch of the Star Wars movies. Did he get a book on, on directing other rather than uh, Clive Barker? Wait, uh, uh, what is it? Does Chris like or hate Andor? It seems like he agrees with Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. We're, we're, we're not the biggest fans. Yeah. All right. That's fine. I, hey, I'm three episodes like in. I don't think it's a big um, we? I would like to recap my thoughts on that, though. Do it. I I don't think Star Wars is a genre. I think Star Wars is a sandbox that other genres yeah. can play in. So, Andor fits. It's Star Wars. Same with the Marvel Still Universe. Warm. I think it's a sandbox for other genres. It's not a genre in and of itself. However, they are in the danger oh. of becoming too formulaic in and of themselves. So stuff like this show, uh, Werewolf by Night, is a yeah. way to kind of articulate that that they are a sandbox, not a genre in and of themselves. I mean, and that's a, even yeah. more so with Marvel, I think, just because of the comics history of yeah. comics yeah. being tons of different kinds of things. But a, as far as being formulaic in themselves, I definitely feel like She-Hulk has hit that in certain points, um, not exclusively, but like uh, the Madison, I felt, while oh fun, God. was <laughs> very She's much, awesome. very <laughs> much cool. like... Yeah, I mean, and she was fun. Exactly what you get from the MCU. You know what I mean? I, it's like I, I'm, gonna, I'm taking I'm gonna, the wind out of something. I'm going to diametrically oppose what you're what you're really? putting down because okay. yeah. Madison is the perfect example 
of an excellent guest spot in a sitcom. I'm thinking Janine and fucking uh, Friends. I'm like where they come in, make a big splash. Yeah, you have not seen her since. It's it's literally just a throwaway character that made a big splash, and she'll show up in like season two or three again. The the soup Nazi. Uh, Uh, Like uh, these are like. It, it fit perfectly in the genre with which they were kind of like. Kicking I think off. our yeah. takes can coexist. Like I'm not, I don't disagree with that statement but at I, all. But you, you know? started it with it being very formulaic, and it is, but not in the Marvel way. It's formulaic in a very specific. Mm. It's sitcom in a sitcom way. way. Yeah. Mm. So I don't think it was a pejorative, is what I'm saying. I, like I would, I would make the case that like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is very formulaic in a specifically Marvel way oh, in the sure. way that they kind of like rolled out that story. But Madison in She-Hulk, I think, is something different together. I guess I was thinking mostly of uh, like how she interacts with Wong. You know, is like ah, serious guy undercut. You know, is a lot of what the MCU. Um, Wait, you think that? You think that Wong is the serious guy? Uh, not serious. Not that Wong is serious, but he's that a straight. He's a straight man, and then that he is, is within the Beyonce in the first movie. I think he's no. hilarious. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I shouldn't say serious. Like he's not funny. More like a solid Marvel superhero saying, "Take the wind out." You know, he's talking about the joke. The joke stuff that happens in Marvel movies. There's, uh, uh, Terry, uh, our friend Terry Lee, he actually has a similar kind of uh, problem with the Marvel Universe, the fact that they use humor. Yeah, and I mean, no. I love it. I love it 85 to 90% of the time. Um, but it's definitely what they do. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't think they shy away from it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I got a message from Rob that made me laugh. Um, uh, oh, you know, the only time I really, really felt it was Love and Thunder. Love yeah. and Thunder that was too is the much. first, yeah. the first time I went, Way too you know much. what, guys? I wanted yeah. more gore. I wanted yeah. more yeah. Jane. We yeah. could have gotten rid of a bunch of these jokes that went on way too long, and we could have gotten a little bit more gravitas with this yeah. film. Uh, Every this is the joke only time was good. And when we and we had already not seen, in a good spot. We had already seen it before. That was the other problem I had yeah. with Love and Thunder was the fact yeah. that there was no surprise element to that humor. Ragnarok came out mm-hmm. of nowhere and brought right. us all off guard with the humor. This was yeah. just Taika Waititi. He didn't have any guardrails with this one, and boy, he's like yeah. Lucas, who needs a studio to kind of rein him in. Yeah. Well, yeah. and J.D.'s right. It, it wasn't balanced. You know, yeah. it was just that, and every serious moment was uh, unserious pretty quick. Yeah. Um, Speaking of reining it in, it's yeah. 10.30. Yeah. Whoa. Any okay. final thoughts on uh, Werewolf by Night before uh, we awesome. close it out? I love the awesome. very end when they transitioned into color, completely yeah. unexpected and and really cool. Um, so, yeah. You know, I hope She's to see her. these characters again. I would uh, like yeah. to see her specifically. I like her as um, oh. Elsa. Oh, I like her. I, I like the loved, by Night Guy, too. I was I uh, Gael Garcia Barnal. Uh, he was great, too. He yeah. was awesome. Yeah. The whole the, uh, um, oh, pair pattern between the two. Moon Knight is apparently... The character is apparently coming back in some place at some point, I heard, Great. which mm-hmm. I'm excited about. Yeah. 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 I, I like think it's better than his show. His oh, show I liked was it a lot. just fine. Oh, I like his, his show was good. Okay. You know what I mean? I wasn't like wowed by it. I was just like, oh, this is good. Oh, okay. No, I, I put it up there at the top, um, you know, towards the top of the uh, phase four for me. Oh, wonderful. Uh, to- towards awesome. the top. But I liked, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. 
Let's get the frick out of here. All right. Uh, we will see you here next Monday at 9 p.m. I don't know what we're going to talk about. What's our main review next week, guys? Anyone know? Hard to say uh, since we haven't decided yet. But we should, uh, we should decide before we do this. Yeah, we probably should. But it, it keeps the the suspense going all week. That's true. Yeah, yeah guys. We'll pick something scary. Uh, uh, we'll pick something. Audience, spooky. Be, be in suspense all week, and then we'll we'll figure it out next. We'll week. pick a we'll Let's pick see. a book or a movie or a show that's specifically Halloween themed. How about that? Wonderful. And, and then Hocus, we'll, we'll Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus too. Stop it. Yeah. I love it. Let's go. <laughs> I already watched it. I already watched it. Let's go. Let's Did do you? this. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Let's go to John, uh, patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. Another nerdy cast says, great show, guys. Be safe. Thank you so much. We love you. We will see you next Monday at 9 p.m. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.